I'm Emily Williams, the founder of I Heart My Life and your I Heart My Life show host. I always say I'm just a girl from Ohio with really big dreams. And now I work from home running a dream business that helps you achieve your goals and create more joy in your life. This podcast is all about all the topics that really matter to you. And it's about giving you everything you need in one place. Mindset, relationships, wellness, lifestyle, money, business, and career. We have it all. This is your one-stop shop for all things personal development meets lifestyle. So pull up a seat, get out a pen and paper, and get ready to learn. It's time to create a life that's better than your dreams with the I Heart My Life show. So I am back after about four months on a hiatus from recording this podcast, and I wanted to share what I did during that time that really helped me realign, essentially launch two new brands and come back to my purpose and what I feel I meant to do in this world. Now, this is my journey. Yours might be a little bit different, but as I'm as I'm sharing this, I want you to listen from a place of trying to understand how you can apply all of this to your life, because I'm going to break down the step-by-step process that I took when I was feeling like things weren't in alignment, when I was feeling like I needed a break, when I was feeling like I had too much coming at me and needed to quiet the noise and tune back into what I actually wanted. So maybe you're in that place right now. Maybe you've been in that place previously. Regardless, I know that everyone can relate Uh, to what I'm going to share in some form or another. Maybe right now you want to switch careers. Maybe you want to start something new. Maybe you started a business years ago and for whatever reason, it no longer feels aligned. Maybe you want to move somewhere and don't don't know where that is, but want to tune in to what that next chapter looks like. So regardless, this is for you if you are looking to make a change and really reinvent yourself and the work that you do in the world. So if you listened to my previous episode, I shared why I was actually going on hiatus from this podcast and also from Instagram. The podcast actually lasted longer than Instagram. So I was off Instagram for about six weeks, um, whereas this podcast, we've been on pause for four months. And that was never intentional. Those timeframes were not set in stone. I literally just felt into what felt in alignment for me. I looked at my own capacity all of those things. And it felt right to come back at this time and to, yeah, jump back into sharing content and to really, um, yeah, just share my own process over the last few months. So the first thing I did was really just making that decision to take a pause. And if you haven't listened to the episode that came before this, definitely go and listen to that first because I explain why I wanted to do that in the first place. I'm not going to go into that today. But I made that decision to take a pause. And what I really want to make clear in this episode is that I was not pausing and completely checking out of my life. I was still engaged in my life and actively pursuing the clarity that I was searching for. And I think that sometimes when we say the word hiatus or taking a break and taking a pause, of course, it often does involve more rest. But sometimes we think that it involves you know, just uh, binge watching Netflix or going away and not talking to anyone or whatever it may be, checking out of your life essentially. And I want to I wanna be re- really clear that that's not what I did because I was actually in pursuit of clarity and clarity comes from engagement, not from just thinking about it. 
And so I was actively engaged and I'll share how I did that, what that actually looked like specifically in just a second. But I want you to understand that when you hear the word hiatus, this is not me just going and, and, you know, disassociating from everything in my life. I still have a daughter. I have a family. I have a business. I have clients who I was committed to and, you know, contracts in place and things like that and, and ways in which I wanted to continue to show up. So I deliberately chose two things that I could put on pause, but that doesn't mean that I was checked out of my life and just watching TV and mind numbing, doing mind numbing things. Um, I was actively pursuing that which I desired, which was that clarity. So when I decided to put the pause in place, um, I started to do a couple of things that really replaced that time and were in service to me. So number one, I looked at some of the fears that were coming up for me around pausing the podcast, around getting off of Instagram. And it was super interesting to observe those fears. A lot of them were around not being able to sell, not making enough money. What if everything were to crash? And I had to get to the place where I allowed myself to follow those fears. And so often we as driven business owners or driven female entrepreneurs or whoever you are listening, most likely you're driven, you're here, you want a better life. There are fears that come up that sometimes stop us in our tracks. And one of the keys to success, at least that I've experienced, is being able to be the observer of those fears and not take them on as truth and instead continue to tune into your desires and what it is that you actually want and recognize that that's the truth. And so for me, I knew that my desire was to give myself some space, give myself some time from Instagram and the podcast. And when the fears came up, I was, you know, I'm well versed enough in mindset to know that those weren't actually true. And I also know that I have to follow my fears and get to the place where they're no longer scary and then they don't have power over me. So I literally followed those fears and thought to myself, okay, well, what if I don't do the podcast? What if I don't do Instagram over this period of time? What if it all crumbles? What if I lose everything? What if the business no longer exists? And that was obviously the ultimate fear of, of something crumbling and failing. And I had to get to the place where I was like, you know what? I would totally be okay. I know that the business is not my entire worth. I know that there are things that I could do to rebuild. I could restart there. You know, maybe it would even open up a door that I didn't expect. And so I got myself to the place where I was like, you know what? I'm really not attached to any result here. I just want to be happy. I just want to live a life that I love. And frankly, we don't always know exactly what that's going to look like. You know, we think we do. We have inklings of what the desires are. But so often there are so many things that are a surprise to us. For example, me moving halfway across the world to England uh, when I was living in Ohio and meeting my husband there a a year later. Um, Obviously, that resulted in our daughter and, you know, a bunch of things that I could have never predicted. So I wanted I, I really was reminding myself that having less attachment to that result and to that thing happening in the specific way was going to be really important in this time frame. And it was super interesting to break down the kind of this idea that my um, worth was so attached to the business being successful. And I think that that's a challenge a lot of us have. Those of us who are well-versed in achievement, um, we are obsessed with that level of success. We are obsessed with doing. We're obsessed with working. 
and our self-worth is very much tied to the doing aspect of our life. And so it really helped me just to detach and be like, you know what? I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to tie my self-worth to the success in the business because frankly, that's a slippery slope. There's so much that's outside of our control. There's so many ups and downs in business that if my self-worth is tied to that, that's going to be really dangerous and that's going to be really volatile. That's going to be really just blah. (laughs) Um, And I am worthy. I am, you know, deserving of happiness. I am special, all the things with or without my business. And so I really got myself to that place probably for the first time ever. And, and I think it's so powerful when you realize you're not attached and you're just there and you're showing up and you're so much more present. And that doesn't mean that I don't have goals. It doesn't mean that I'm not shooting for big things, but there's this level of detachment from the how and also from how long it takes. And also, you know, what if something better comes in? Because our mind can only take us so far. Even those of us who are really in tune with desires, we're big thinkers, we're big dreamers, our mind can only take us so far. And so really, you know, just developing that openness was huge for me. And it helped to dissipate all those fears that were coming up trying to tell me, you know what, Emily, you need to keep doing this thing. Your results are tied to this thing. I was like, you know what? No, (laughs) that's actually not true. So think about that for yourself. So how often are your fears dictating your action steps? And what would happen if you followed those fears and really got to the core of, of what was coming up for you? So I know a lot of my clients, one of their biggest fears is losing their business or losing money ending up living back in with their families. And there was one client in particular where I asked her to just entertain the idea that if she took this step, if she started this business or whatever the example was, if she put herself out there in this big way, if she lost everything and had to move in with her family, what would actually happen? And I actually got her to go to the place of there could be some positives there. Maybe her kids would create a stronger bond with her parents. Maybe she'd be able to save a ton of money. Like there were all these scenarios that we came up with on the flip side that were super positive. And I think that that's such an important exercise for all of us when we are operating in a place of fear, really go there and ask yourself what would actually happen and what would this look like? And is it actually that scary? And am I going to allow that to hold me back from the thing that I actually want to do? Okay. Because there's also no guarantee that that's going to happen. It's our mind projecting and thinking that it could happen, but we don't know what the future holds. And so it's really crazy that we allow something, you know, a fear from the past or present or a future to dictate our present actions when desire is really the present emotion. Okay. So I went to that place of fear and I went to that and I explored what that was and what was coming up for me. The other thing that I want to be sure to mention that I did during this time is I was vulnerable with the people around me. So I started to reach out to different colleagues and just check in with them, honestly, just on a friend level and see how they were doing and express how I was doing and share what the decisions were that I made. And, you know, actually a lot of people reached out to me when they heard about my hiatus and they shared, they shared experiences where they too 
uh, put things on pause. I know one of my colleagues, she um, had a period of time, you know, for a year and a half or two years where she just wasn't selling and she was working on herself, working on her health. She realized she'd gotten so far away from her mission in life and what she was put on this earth to do. And she could no longer do it. So she turned things off. She shut things down and really had to regroup and, you know, now has come back stronger than ever and has a business that she really loves and is doing work that is fulfilling. Um, But I had no idea that she had experienced that. And so it was just really interesting to see the conversations that came from me making this decision and also the bonds that were formed. And that colleague in particular is someone who, you know, I've, I have stayed in touch with over the last few years, but I didn't know that that was what was going on. And so it just made me realize how often we are actually hiding, how often we are wanting to pretend like everything's okay when it's not. And, um, how much power there is in that vulnerability and actually sharing what's really going on behind the scenes and not feeling like we have to bond over perfection because people don't actually bond over perfection. That's not real. And, um, so, you know, for me sharing my experience, sharing my hiatus, sharing, putting things on pause, it really gave people the permission to share their stories and to feel like they were less alone. And that happened, like I said, with my colleagues, but also with certain clients. So many people said to me, Oh my goodness, I want to do this. I wish I could do this. And if you ever say to yourself, I wish I could just know you can, (laughs) you just have to explore the options of how it's possible. So for me, I knew that I wanted to take people along this journey, which is why I said I started to open up. I started to have conversations. Um, But I also wanted to make sure that I was respectful of the community that I had built and that I took people along for my experience, for the journey. And so I wrote out a bunch of different emails um, ahead of going on hiatus and just batched everything. And every single week, an email went out to my community sharing a basically a synopsis of different podcast episodes from the last year that I really loved. So I listed out all the relationship episodes, all the mindset episodes, et cetera. And I share that today because we, I want you to see like, this is another form of me being engaged, but also taking the time that I needed. I didn't just, you know, go go cold Turkey and not correspond with anyone and not um, show respect towards my community and towards the people, the clients and the people who I have relationships with. I brought them along for the journey, but I did it in a way that worked with my schedule, worked with what I was trying to achieve with this hiatus. I wasn't writing emails every single week. I did it, you know, over the course of two days and just scheduled them out. So really think to yourself, you know, when you say, I wish I could do something, there's always a way that you can do something. You just need to get creative. Or maybe it's like, even this morning I told my husband, I was like, I need one day a month where I'm able to just completely batch, write stuff, map out the strategy, all the stuff. And he's like, okay, let's make it happen. And, um, that's just one example. So think about for yourself, you know, how you can uphold your contract, still stay in an engagement with your community. I'm not saying go cold turkey. I'm not saying shut everything down this second. But what can you do to bring them along for the journey? Because I also think that everything that I'm experiencing, excuse me, everything I'm experiencing is in service to my clients and to the community. And so when I'm struggling, when I'm going through a challenge, when I'm entering a new chapter, me sharing it can be in service. Does that mean I share everything the second it happens? Not necessarily. I do think it's important to share from a scar versus a wound. If it's still really fresh and you're still experiencing, maybe wait a little bit. 
But in this case, you know, I was happy to share and open and I, you know, was honest about the fact that there are a lot of question marks and I don't know who I'm going to be and what I'm going to create when I get back here. (laughs) But this is where we're at and this is the truth. And again, it gave so many people that permission to take their own pause and to reevaluate their life. And frankly, I truly believe that, you know, as strategic as I am, as, as business minded as I am in terms of the masculine, so much about what I do and what I preach is heart based. And I really believe there's no point in us running a company unless we love the work that we're doing. Now, does that mean that every single day is going to be a walk in the park or we're, you know, every task is completely in alignment? Absolutely not. But is the mission in alignment? Is where you are headed in alignment? Are the clients in alignment? And if not, I mean, you might as well go and just get a job and work for somebody else because running business is hard. I actually thought to myself, I should make a masterclass that says like business is hard or business sucks. (laughs) And I'm not going to do that because that's super negative. But like, that's the reality. There are a lot of sucky moments. There are a lot of hard moments, right? But that doesn't mean that I'm not also headed on the, in the right direction. And that was a big part of, um, my experience this past summer over the, you know, the four months was just making sure I was headed in the right direction because otherwise what's the point, you know, and just like in life, so many things can be challenging, but challenging and hard doesn't have to equal bad. As long as the end goal is in alignment for you where you're headed is in alignment. I hope that makes sense. I hope that that distinction is there. I think so many people started businesses or, you know, started down a path, even if it's a career path and you thought it was what you wanted, but now you're realizing it's not. And yet there's a fear of changing things up. There's a fear of reinventing yourself. Um, and so I want you to be able to have that distinction. Is it that the whole thing, the thing as a whole, the, the end goal, the mission is out of alignment, what you're actually doing is out of alignment or it does, is it just hard right now? Right. Are the steps hard? Are you in a position where, for example, you haven't been able to hire yet. So you are doing things that you don't want to be doing forever, but you know that there's light at the end of the tunnel. Those are two very different things. And so for me, I kind of had to figure out which one I was, which camp I was in. Cause it really could have been, I want to shut it all down. Or it could have been, this is just a temporary thing and I am in alignment and headed in the right direction. So all of that is the preparation that I did and kind of like the middle, the messy middle of what I was going through when I chose to take these steps, basically what happened next after choosing to take these steps, having the conversations, facing the fears, going to that place, giving myself the permission to take this time off, even though those fears were there, still staying engaged in my life and in community and in pursuit of the clarity. And I also had like, I also had an inner knowing that this, that the clarity would come. And I didn't know when, but I just believed that it would. And I trusted my instincts. You know, so often people ask us, well, what do you want to do? What do you think would help? And I really tried to tune into my whole self when I answered that question. And my whole self said, take a break, put it on pause. It wasn't coming from a place of burnout. It wasn't coming from a place of lack or victim. It was really an inner knowing. And so I knew when I came at it from that place with that perspective that, of course, I was going to get the answers I was craving. Of course, things were going to start to make more sense. Of course, I'd be more empowered to head in a different different direction if that was what I wanted. So clarity actually came very quickly. 
Now, I hesitate with saying that and putting a, a an amount of time on it, but I will tell you how long it took <laughs> because I do think that this happened a lot quicker for me than many people, but I think it's because of everything I just described to you. I'm very aware. I'm also very trusting of myself and my instincts. I'm also not scared to get it wrong. I'm not scared to make mistakes. I also take way more action than most people ever take in their entire life in like the span of a week. And I'm not exaggerating, but I take a lot of action. But that means that sometimes things don't work out. That means I probably fail more, right? But I'm not scared of that. And so I'm able to move fast because of those things that I've developed within myself, So I'd love for you to look at yourself and just say, you know, question, do I trust myself? Do I trust my instincts? Do I trust what is coming through in terms of my own intuition and the decisions I'm making? Do I trust my decision-making skills? Do I make quick decisions? Napoleon Hill in Think and Grow Rich, he says, the most successful people in the world make decisions quickly and change their minds slowly. And I don't think it's necessarily that they're making the right quick decisions. They're just making tons of decisions and they're not staying stuck. And they're not afraid to fail. And that's really where I was at. And so what came through for me, drum roll, (laughs) is a couple of things. So number one, what I realized is that there was a lack of intentionality and um, being deliberate when I started I Heart My Life. So let me explain that. I Heart My Life, I formed it. I had an idea for the company back in September 2013, so literally 10 years Um, from the time that I'm recording this, which is amazing to think about. And it came from this desire to help women fall in love with themselves and their lives. And that was as much as that was the clarity that I had. That was it. Um, But what I realized as I continued on was that it was meant to be coaching, was meant to be life coaching. And I was really inspired by people like Marie Forleo and Danielle Laporte, who were the coaches I followed at that time. And yeah, it was meant to be loving your life, luxury, all of the things that I really love, moving to a different country if that's what you want, Um, finding true love, experiencing happiness and joy and decreased depression and anxiety, you know, all these things. And what ended up happening was, you know, I created a really beautiful brand, which is one of my natural skill sets. And it took off very quickly. And there were other things that, that really contributed to that. But what happened was people started to come to me wondering how I built my business. And it morphed from the life coaching and the lifestyle to business coaching and entrepreneurship, which I was actually really great at. And I enjoyed and I loved working with all these driven women and I still do. But like I said, when I looked back, I realized, you know, this this was not intentional and I am not OK with that. <laughs> this is not what I heard my life was always meant to be. And I remember one one of the conversations I had with one of my colleagues years ago, I was complaining to her. I was like, this is not growing as fast as I want it to grow. It's not where I want it to be. And she's like, well, maybe it, it's not supposed to be. Maybe it's not supposed to be there yet. Maybe there's a reason. And I love that she said that. It really affected me in the moment. It's something I obviously still think about today. And what I realized during this hiatus was that, yeah, like I've been taking this brand in the wrong direction. And for anyone who's been listening to this podcast or following me for the last few years, this is not a new con. This is not a new idea. But I finally realized I want to do something really 
Um, I want to do something that is deliberate. I want to, I want to make a big change. And so what I decided to do was, you know, I don't want to shut off all my business coaching and consulting because I really love working with clients in that way, but let's move it to a completely different brand. And the name to be ambitious came up, which is the name of my new business consulting company. And that came to be because I was just thinking about the people who are like me and the women who I love working with. They are ambitious, driven women. Um, and yet they are starting to realize that even though the goal is to build their business, create wealth, have a big impact in the world, there are also other things that they're ambitious at, which is maybe you know family life, motherhood, just being healthy, not being so obsessed and having their entire worth wrapped up in their company. And so there's this like duality around ambitious in personal life and ambitious in business life. Um, anyway, and so what I realized was I want to take all my coaching and consulting for entrepreneurs and put it under this new umbrella, which felt super exciting. And I love the fact that to be ambitious, TBA, is also a play on words because I was thinking about this as the business advisory, you know, bringing together a group of business advisors to support clients who probably don't have their own board of directors yet or are still their own CEO, right? But they want to scale their company. They want to scale their life. They want to do big things in the world and they are highly ambitious. So that was the first piece of the puzzle that really came together. And the second piece of the puzzle was that I wanted to have a place where I could support people in creative direction, branding, website building, copywriting, et cetera. Now, this one might make a little bit less sense to you because you have probably haven't been behind the scenes with me. Maybe you have, but many of the, the listeners here haven't. So for the last, I mean, forever since I started I Heart My Life, I've been involved in creative direction with my clients. So when they're launching websites or when they're rebranding or when we're writing copy, I'm there consulting with them, helping them with all of those areas. And what normally happens is I'm sending them to a different copywriter. I'm sending them to a designer. And although I do have some affiliate relationships, financially, I was like, this doesn't make sense. And also, I really love to be involved in helping them with the direction of where they're going. And so I decided I was going to start this branding studio. And I pulled together some incredible designers, people who I've worked with, some really amazing copywriters to be under the umbrella of I Heart My Brand. Now, I've owned iheartmybrand.com for many years. Didn't know what I was going to do with it, but I guess <laughs> I had some sort of inner knowing that this would come. And I'm so excited about it because it gives me the opportunity to support my clients in a more comprehensive way because, I mean, I can't tell you the amount of people who come into my world and their branding is just awful. And I'm sorry, but there's no excuse for bad branding at this point. There's no excuse for ugly websites. There are so many incredible options and it's really important that you stand out and put your best foot, face, all of that forward when clients are looking for you online. So I'm really passionate about this and it's a new way for me to be able to serve clients in a really comprehensive way. So those were the first two things that came through. And so what resulted in, you know, the initial thought was I'm going to take a hiatus. I don't want to be churning out content all the time. I don't want to be needing to be so creative that morphed into like the most creative period in my life because I ended up building out two websites. So shout out to Tonic Site Shop. So they are the templates that I use to build the websites. If you want to save 15% on your own template, you can use the code I Heart My Life. 
Um, and I was able to use them and those, that, that, those templates to build out to new brands and it was intense, right? I also like bear in mind during that time, I also had a five month old. And so I was churning out all the, this new content and building out these new companies, literally, you know, getting them set up, planning out what the offerings are, collaborating. Both companies involve massive collaborations with different colleagues. So the branding company, that studio, we have um, designers and copywriters under that. And then within To Be Ambitious, we have all these incredible business advisors. So people who are experts in terms of brand partnerships, PR, marketing, offer creation, client retention, high performance, all those key pieces to support our clients. So I was, I was, you know, building out those contracts and relationships and getting those, all of those, you know, professional relationships solidified. So a lot was happening behind the scenes and, um, but it felt really good and it still feels really good. And I'm super excited about the, clarity I got around those two different offerings. And what I ultimately realized was I was trying to put so much under I Heart My Life that it wasn't actually making sense. And it wasn't the direction that I wanted the brand to go anyway. Now that brings me to I Heart My Life and what's next for that brand. So we still have all of our incredible courses. We obviously still have the podcast. I have my book, I guess that could be under my personal brand as well. (laughs) But what I really see for I Heart My Life is more lifestyle, more blogging, um, products, physical products. And so I'm still sitting with that, to be honest. I expected to have um, a little bit more clarity at this point in time, but honestly, it's just, I have so much on my plate at the moment that it's like, I hurt my life will come and I want to give it the time and space that it deserves because I haven't done so up until this point. And it is going to be a big shift in terms of the brand. It's going to be a big shift in terms of the company, the website, all the things. Um, And so I want to give myself enough time to do that. Uh, And yeah, so I will obviously keep you posted in terms of what that actually means. Um, But I'm really excited because I feel like it's taken 10 years to get to this place of being like, you know what, (laughs) This this is actually meant for something different. And I'm really excited for it to be fully realized and for it to be brought to life and kind of rebirthed. Um, so I'll keep you posted on that one. And then I also have my personal brand. So within the personal brand is speaking my books. I'm an author, all of those things. Um, and yeah, just again, really simplifying what I'm doing when it comes to that brand, because, I have all these other things going on. And so, uh, yeah, we don't need to, we don't need to go crazy with that. So we redid that website, but it's just a simple kind of one pager. So take a deep breath. That's a lot. Right. Um, and I share this with you because one of the things I also had to give my per- myself permission to be, do have is to be multi-passionate. Because I think so often we are taught that we can't do it all. And I'm not by any means trying to do it all. But I know that there are multiple passions that I have. And I was trying to put everything under one umbrella. And it was making it very challenging. Now, I'm not saying having multiple companies is easy. Uh, Definitely not. But in my mind, it feels more compartmentalized. It feels clearer. Um, but ultimately like in some ways I'm completely starting over, right? Like I'm starting two new companies and it's not an easy thing, but luckily I already have a big community. I already have people who, um, 
have been interested and have signed up and, you know, move forward. So that's really incredible. And of course, if you're listening and you want business consulting support, you can go to tobeambitious.com. If you want branding or copywriting or web design, you can go to iheartmybrand.com. We'd love to work with you. And yeah, it feels like a fresh new chapter. I feel like so much freedom, giving myself permission to do what I want and, and run this life and these businesses in the way that I want to run them and not adhere to what everyone is saying regarding, you know, one thing. And I just know that's not my personality. So (laughs) that's where we're at. Um, So I hope that this has been interesting. I hope that you can take some of the steps that I took and apply them to your own life in whatever form feels aligned for you. Maybe it's personally, maybe it's professionally. And just give yourself that permission and know that you can readjust, you can redefine, you can realign in whatever way feels aligned for you, okay? We only get this one life, and I think it's so important for all of us to um, really follow our passion and do the things that we love and do it in a way that feels good to us because, honestly, you can make anything work, all right? Well, I will look forward to talking to you soon. Uh, We will be releasing new episodes every week, so every Tuesday. And thank you for being a part of this community. Really appreciate you. And I'll talk to you next time. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the I Heart My Life show. Now do us a favor and tell people about this episode. It's truly our duty to make sure that the I Heart My Life movement is spread far and wide. The truth is life can be challenging, but it is possible for all women to love themselves and their lives. And while you're at it, send a link to this episode to three of your friends today, or maybe even post it on social media. Use the hashtag IHurtMyLifeShow. That's hashtag IHurtMyLifeShow. And if you'd like to help me personally, then please rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Give us some stars, cheer us on, and leave a review because believe it or not, that stuff actually really does help. And I read all of them. Please remember everything you desire is meant for you and possible. Keep showing up, taking action, and believing in your dreams.